children of all ages, welcome to a brand new episode of Fourth Cut Reviews. I'm your host, EJ Leeson, and with me today is my co-host, my number one dude, Chris Conforti. What's up, buddy? Not too much. How about you, bud? I am doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing okay. I just got back from watching uh, this movie. Yes. Um, and I'm so excited to talk about this movie. I watched it last night. And then texted you immediately being like, let's do this for the podcast. (laughs) But yeah, so everyone listening at home, today we're talking about You Cannot Kill David Arquette, (laughs) which is a documentary. (laughs) Um, It's streaming now on Hulu. And oh my God, it is crazy. It is so good. Uh, I can't wait to talk about it. So Chris, give me your thoughts. Let's do like dive right into it. So I'm, I'm, did this come out last year or did this come out this year? Well, technically, yeah, it would have been last year, right? But with the pandemic and stuff, I think it kind of didn't really get a lot of theatrical release. You know what I mean? Like a theatrical release. But I'm not really sure. From what it seems like on Twitter and stuff, seems like everyone's watching it now. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? So... Yeah. I don't know if this is like. It looks like it was. It was twenty twenty. Okay, yeah. So it this, might this was a last year movie, according to IMDb. It was. It's a last year movie. I was curious about that. I just thought of it when we were on there because I'm not sure if this is like one of those new movies that just came out that you know like they couldn't find a home for it in twenty twenty and now you know release it to the public. Yeah, I didn't hear anything. It wasn't until recently <laughs> that I I saw you know like on Hulu. And I watched it, and then I saw on Twitter, it seems like a lot of people have been reaching out the last couple days, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, to David Arquette. Because I watched the movie, and I tweeted about it, how I loved it, right? And uh, David Arquette actually responded, which was crazy. uh, Because he was like, you know, he liked it, retweeted it, and then he actually was nice enough to to give me like a little thank you, you know? So I, I thought that was awesome. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, we, we, we both really like David Arquette, not just as, you know, cause this movie really follows him in his, his wrestling Avenue, which I, I think that we both were fans of WCW back in oh, yeah. the day that this is kind of based in, but of course he is in, you know, your favorite horror movie, I believe, and certainly one of my top five, which is Scream yes. and the Scream series yeah. as a whole. Mm-hmm. What this film is, is it's kind of about, re- I feel like it's it's like a redemption story. So a lot of people know who David Arquette is. But what you might not know is at one point, there was a league called WCW. And we're saying this for some of the newer or some of the the younger audience that we might have. At one point, Monday night used to be like the most lit time 
probably in the history of our lives. We had on one channel, you had Monday Night Raw. On the other channel, you had WCW. And they were two competing companies. Both of them, for the most part, put out great products. Now, on one of these products, which is WCW, David Arquette was involved in. Now, when you see some of these movies or you see some of these um, WrestleMania shows, you see some of the celebrities come in, they get involved. Usually they go over a bad guy or something to that effect. You know, Floyd Mayweather, Mr. T, you know, you could keep going on and on and on. Lawrence Taylor was involved. Right. But typically, the, the, the problem wasn't that a celebrity was getting involved. It was the fact that this celebrity happened to win their world heavyweight champion. <laughs> right. Which I remember seeing it back in the day. And I know a lot of my friends was like, this is stupid. And I was just kind of like, I didn't see that happening. I, I was kind of blown away by it. I guess I'm like, Did that just happen? <laughs> actually, it maybe in the small majority of people that actually thought it was awesome. <laughs> I know because you didn't see it coming. No. And like, I mean, it worked because, you know, as they say in this documentary, got all the headlines. David Arquette was really, people seem to forget, like, they think of David Arquette now. And if you don't know who David Arquette is, you're probably like, well, what's the big deal? David Arquette was a pretty big deal when he he won this title. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, WCW was running a promotion with the film Ready to Rumble. Ready to Rumble. Uh, which had Martin Landau and Scott Kahn in it. And a lot of the WCW wrestlers like DDP. He was kind of, DDP was the main antagonist of the movie. And so at the time, during the actual WCW promotion, um, (laughs) writers Eric Bischoff and Vince Russo thought it would be a good idea to put the title on David Arquette. So they had him tag team, (laughs) David Arquette tag team with DDP, both the stars of the film and both the faces, which is uh, a term for good guys, uh, versus the bad guys, which would have been Eric Bischoff and current champion Jeff Jarrett. So David Arquette had no say in this. He was actually one of the guys that was like, I don't know, this seems like maybe not a good idea. And then even DDP is like, I don't know, man. (laughs) But Eric Bischoff and Vince Russo were like, no, we're going to go with this you know, it'll help promote the movie. It'll be something no one sees coming and boom, they do it. And some people in the wrestling business consider it one of the darkest days in the history of the belts. Uh, it's just crazy to me. But yeah, no. So this movie starts to talk about that history and it goes into that whole WCW storyline, him winning the belt and people just, kind of giving him a lot of crap over the years for winning the belt. Then he sets up himself. He wants to to actually, he always loved the business. He's always been a fan. That's first and foremost. Oh, he's we're we're not talking about like, yeah, we're not talking about, and and I think this is clear to say, like when we're talking about like Lawrence Taylor, Floyd Mayweather, Most of them are not fans of the business or actually want to do good in the business. I feel like this documentary really shows that David Arquette is an actual fan of the wrestling business. And he's somebody that's kind of been unfairly ostracized because of an angle he had nothing to do with. And he's kind of been ostracized for that. And 
it makes you i mean it's something that i kind of always knew like you have to be part of like that that little brotherhood yeah to and if you're not part of that brotherhood or you're seen as an outsider in the wrestling business sometimes that's hard to break away from especially when you're a hollywood actor who's coming in he's so he's not a hollywood actor that goes oh I'm here to do a move or two and I'm going to go home. Right. He was somebody that wanted to do it. He's been a fan. Yeah. Like he has a, a tattoo. I freaked out when I saw that. I had no idea that he, he had fan. a tattoo. I had no idea. Neither did I. Neither did and I. They show it and I go, holy crap. Like, cause he talks about his first celebrity crush is Miss Elizabeth. And he always was so fascinated by wrestling and his dad was, an actual voice on the old WWF cartoon. And so he was always a fan of the business and he kind of wanted to redeem himself. And that's what this movie's about. Like you said, Chris, redemption, like finding that road, that path to go on and set yourself up to actually redeem uh, all this criticism that you got over the years. And sure enough, he does it. And he goes the lowest route possible. Like he, I remember seeing headlines back last year, or actually no, this time I guess it'd be two years ago about this this death match that is actually uh, featured in this documentary, which is probably why it's you can't kill David Arquette because of this 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 death match, yeah. which is one of the kind of the climaxes of it, and. You know what, like, to me, it, I, I almost was really sad, saddened by it. Yeah. The fact that David Arquette felt like he had to do this type of a match just to earn some type of respect. And I don't even think that he got respect. I think people just thought, you know, like he's he's just, you know, this this guy's a loser even doing this. And I, they were showing, like, this this press after this match. And David Arquette might have died with that. I mean, he looked like he had a severe neck wound that was just gushing blood when he got to the hospital. Um, yeah, I mean, I want, definitely want to talk about unload that a little bit more. <laughs> Go ahead, finish your thought. Sure. So, one of my things that I was watching is it seemed like they showed a little clip of uh, Joe Rogan, and it, it seemed like they were kind of trashing him. So, I had actually pre- prepared a lot of notes that were going to be anti-Jake Roberts and you know, because Jake Roberts is somebody that I'm not going to get into it, but <laughs> I actually, I actually watched the full clip and they weren't nearly in that interview as negative to David Arquette as it's actually portrayed in this documentary. Right. Um, Jake Roberts is actually talking with Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan actually is giving him a lot of props. He's saying, you know, like when I saw David Arquette, he was, he was so skinny. But it looks like he's like beefed up. He's jacked. He's put on some muscles. And that wasn't something I expected to hear in that actual interview based on what I saw in the documentary. And getting into the Jake Roberts is somebody who I think has the best psychology, maybe of anybody that I've ever seen in the wrestling business. So when I was watching this, Jake Roberts actually, and I I hope you get a chance to, to watch it on your own. Jake Roberts is actually talking about something must have happened before he gets this wound in this death match, which he's like smacked with glass. You know, there, there's so much crap that's going on in this match. And 
Jake Roberts actually talks about it. You know, something went wrong in this match. He saw it in David Arquette's eyes, how he rolls out of the ring. And he looks like he's about to like storm to the back. This is after, like I said, yeah. he gets the neck wound. And he comes back in and finishes the match. But then he doesn't sell the wounds. He just goes right out. And in this this interview with Joe Rogan, Jake the Snake Roberts was talking about that. And he's like, man, he's like, that opponent must have did him wrong. Yeah. For that to end up yeah. like that. Well, yeah, you see what happens, right? So, I, yeah, I, I definitely want to dive into this, too. Yeah, because this is important because this is, I feel like, the main climax yeah. of this. This is how far David Arquette is willing to go to prove that he's one of the people that can, you know, that isn't just an actor. He's he's here for, yeah. like, that long he haul. He loves the business, and he proves it. Now, you like, one of the things, yeah, so he starts off at the bottom, right? He's, he actually is. His comeback starts in a backyard wrestling match with zero people. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. I'm, I was expecting a few people here, but, I, you know, there's like eight of them. And so he goes, he has this hardcore match. Not the hardcore match that Chris was just talking about, but just a small hardcore match. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to train harder. So he goes to Tijuana and he trains with the Luchadors and he's like, busting his butt and you see he's on this road and people he's gathering a following like people are like yo David Arquette is like actually doing really well he gets to this one match which Chris talked about with uh this Nick Gage guy right I think that's his name yeah something like that they have this hardcore match he's bleeding all over his uh, all over the map his head's busted open from (laughs) uh the fluorescent bulbs that they were using and uh at one point the bulb breaks in a way and part of the shard of it goes directly into david arquette's neck um he starts bleeding profusely like it's just he's has he has his hand over his neck and it's just you can see the blood's like coming down he's rushed to the hospital by luke perry which uh blew my mind because you could see it was like Jungle Boy uh, Perry. And yeah. um, he, he's like driving and Luke Perry's like with David Arquette. They get him to the hospital. And then David Arquette, you know, kind of has this crazy, almost near-death experience. <laughs> just to prove, hey, I, I take it seriously, you know? And so, yeah, he has this redemption. And it, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful story with a lot of different wrestlers making cameos in it, even him going to, which I kind of want to go to Florida now to that ring of uh, legends of wrestling. Cause wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right now. So like the legends of wrestling, the documentary starts off there and he kind of wants to do something uh, with the show. And they're like, no, 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 no. We're not going to have you do anything. Right. A year goes by and he's like proving himself he's like really busting his butt to the point that that the following year he actually gets a match within the show versus uh mr kennedy oh yeah anderson mr anderson. yeah mr anderson uh and have this wonderful match but arquette's wife comes out uh, dressed up as miss elizabeth and elizabeth, uh, yep. and it's great because even like his family's in it um patricia arquette Rosanna Arquette, uh, Courtney Cox, 
like all his friends and stuff. So it's really, really cool and insightful into David Arquette, but even more so like the passion that he has to prove himself. And he does. But by the end of it, it actually says how he ended up being that year's like what top 200 favorite wrestlers yeah top 500 there's so many wrestlers you know what i mean and he he got it like he was like one of the best of that year which is in like just insane itself but even like some of the in-ring techniques that he was doing like the hurricane ranas and stuff were beautiful like he did a great job and you know his family got into it and they at first they weren't really supportive of it uh like his wife or his kids or anything but by the end of it, they were all there for him, you know? Yeah. And, and that's that, that was just something interesting to see how they kind of flipped a little bit, too, because they weren't really in favor of him doing it. And it seems like the one person that's always been by his side seems to be oh, yeah. DDP. Yeah. And DDP was like, hey, man, uh, I, I, he loves the business. I like David Arquette. He's a good guy. You know, you could just tell, like, he was always like – at least got it. He had his back. You know what I mean? His DDP even sets him up with the DDP yoga. Yes, me, man, this movie, it was awesome. In his last match that he has in the movie, which I thought was so beautiful, it's not actually the death match, but they, they cut to Jungle Boy Perry, which is Luke Perry's son. And uh, he's talking about what an honor it is to have a match with David Arquette because they've basically been family for a long time because David Arquette, I don't know. A lot of people don't know this, but I remember listening to a podcast and David Arquette talking about how him and Luke Perry became roommates, right? Did the movie uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer together for roommates and Luke Perry hit stardom, right? Became a huge star because of 90210. So eventually he, he went off on his own and stuff. And, uh, but they never, ever stopped being friends. They would always hang out. And Luke Perry, Jungle Boy, Perry, <laughs> and uh, David Arquette would go to wrestling shows together and stuff. So, yeah, it, that last match in Jungle Boy, Perry talking about that, it was, it was awesome, you know? Absolutely. And for those of our listeners who don't know, that um about luke perry luke perry has unfortunately since has passed away so i think that's another thing of why that felt so special for for that match for him to be fighting david arquette and now jungle boy is actually with aew which is kind of like a wcw because it's one of the main competitors to uh now wwe at that point way back when it was wwf going to wwe He's actually now in AEW, and you know he he is yeah. a crowd favorite. So I think that's another reason why that was you know such an important match. And David Arquette actually says you know he's going to bigger and better things. And there's a part of me, I hope this documentary really does yeah. something for David Arquette because I would like to see a place like AEW bring him in and maybe give yeah. him a shot. Oh my gosh, see what he can do, even if it's like a couple things here and there. Just so he can say, look, I'm on this show. This is one of the, the premier wrestling shows in the world, AEW. And I want to I wanna go out there and have a good match with Kenny Omega. I want to go out there and have a good match with 
Cody Rhodes. Give me a good match with because they 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 show a lot of AEW people in this documentary. Yeah. MJF is yeah. in there, right? I, I I would love to see those two have some type of a match because David Arquette's not just a celebrity that's going to show up, punch somebody in the face, and then go out. He's there yeah. to put on a show, and that's that's my takeaway from it. It's a great redemption story, and I found myself going through it with no problem at all. It's, actually expected it to be a little bit longer than what it was. And I looked at the runtime and I'm like, no, that's actually probably an accurate spot, but you, you just lose time because you're so invested in, you know, his story and what he's doing. And of course, like I said before, actor in one of our favorite movies. So of course, you know, we support. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love documentaries. And so of course, <laughs> If you ever see documentaries, and this is our up, second, documentary. probably my fault because I'm I'm such a nerd for them, and uh, and Chris is too, so I, it's more my fault because I'm like, can we do this, please? <laughs> but I I love this movie. I thought it was amazing. So this is the second documentary yes. now that we've done because we did yeah. this, and I'm your father, and these are of course. We judge these on a different scale than any right. of the other movies that we do because they're so different. Well, with that being said, Ooh. what do you give this movie? Okay. Um, yeah. So, like you said, I, I do want to touch on this, and, and then I'll, I'll get right into the rating. Uh, I, I I'm hoping David Arquette from this AEW or uh, WWE, but more so AEW, reaches out to Arquette, and gives them a little bit more you know what i mean and even just the movie business i i would like to see david arquette just have like i mean scream 4 is coming out pretty soon but our scream 5, scream yeah. 5. oh my gosh but um but i would really 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 love to see david arquette kind of pop more you know like kind of show up more in movies uh, so well sure Let, let's let's talk about that i guess before yeah. we do the rankings how Scream, which of course is his most right. known role by a mile, kind of railroaded him in terms of the movie business. Yeah, yeah, because he was right. They make yeah. a point of that because now he's noticed like a goofball. Before he was like kind of like a heartthrob, and then he went to like right. a goofy yeah. so guy. He went from being like considered, you know, one of those actors in the same league, in the same league with right. Leonardo DiCaprio and like Matthew McConaughey and. All those guys, because uh, he shares like a cover with all these people, but he ends up doing you know that movie and Ready to Rumble. So he he branches off into comedy, but he never was able to like branch back into drama, which he was doing first. So that was interesting to me, but I I do want to see David more David Arquette films. You know what I mean? Like him show up more in films. I I'm just a mega fan now like i've always been a huge fan but like after watching this i've i'm definitely like a mega mark <laughs> for david arquette <laughs> but yeah so my rating for this uh so first off this was directed by david darg and price james uh, they've done a lot of short films but uh, this seems like one of their first feature film slash documentaries and the imdb rating for this was 7.2 now, I rate documentaries on a different level because I'm such a huge fan of documentaries. 
and I won't give this like a general audience. If this was like general audience, I'd be like, yeah, 7.2 seems great or 7.7. Sure. But because it's like a documentary, I have to like put it in that league and I give it a (laughs) 9.7. I really, really, really like this a lot. But yeah, Chris, you go ahead. What, What do you give it? I'm actually not too far behind you, man. I, I gave I Am Your Father. I remember you saying uh, I Am Your Father won like the best documentary of that I, year. Wasn't I, that right? I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if it did. Okay. I, I, thought, I thought I remember you saying that it won like best documentary or whatever. But I gave that an 8.0. I think I'm at like a 9.5 yeah. with this one. Yeah. It's so good. It was, and, it was and good. I'm such like, I was so impressed with just a, so much of it because we grew up as wrestling fans, you know, that, that was one of our bonds besides horror movies, but being a wrestling fan, being, a um, a David Arquette fan, this is like, it's just a win-win, you know what I mean? And even if you can't, if you're not feeling the first 20 minutes, don't worry, because as soon as he goes to Tijuana, that movie just takes off because that's when it gets really into the wrestling aspect. And um, it's fascinating. It's super fascinating. Yeah, I I really really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I, I'm 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 right there with you. I mean, I I gave it a really high score. I think it has everything. Well, I grew up loving which is on the screen to yeah. is wrestling. So it has it has all of that stuff all in one, and it's just you know it's a wonderful redemption story. It's stuff that you want to hear. Stuff that you want to see, especially with all that's going on in the world right now. You want to see positive, uplifting things. And I didn't necessarily have the highest expectations for it, but man, yeah. I'm glad I watched Me it. Me too. Um, because I can talk to you more about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so with Chris, with that being said, uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug, buddy? Yep, you can follow us on Instagram at uh, Fourth Cut Reviews. We are currently holding a poll, might be done by the time that this podcast lands, on our uh, first ever live video review, which is going to be our quarterly double take. Uh, as of this video, and I'm not sure if it's going to stay that way, Santa Jaws is oh, kicking everyone's no. butt, so oh. it, it looks like you and I are going to be doing... a. You and I not only are going to have to sit through this movie again. And, you know, this is my fault a little bit because I, I said, you know, if if you wanted to see if maybe we'll give things a higher score on a second rewatch. But then I also said it, or if you just want to torture us. And I think everybody just went to torture <laughs> yeah. us. I got like 10 responses and they were either Deadly Games or wow. Santa Jaws. And my my instinct with both of them was, oh, no. And then it looks like santa jaws at least as of right now i think it was like 75 percent or something like that so yeah ay, 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 ay. wow <laughs> that sucks <laughs> yeah so if if you don't have us on instagram and you want to participate in that poll and I, I would normally say bail us out of santa jaws but the other option isn't that much better <laughs> either so <laughs> you know <laughs> Um, vote whatever you want. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. We're at Fourth Cut Reviews. Actually, no, I think our handle is still our old podcast, Chilling Coven. But if you put in Fourth Cut yep. Reviews, I'm sure we'll pop up. You could follow us on Facebook too. We have a page on that. Guys, I love you so much, and thank you all for listening. 
we really, really appreciate all the love. And uh, yeah, you guys have a great night. Mm-hmm.